0: Namaste, welcome to Buddha's teaching. My name is Soti Tim. First of all, I like to pay respect to the Triple Gems. I like to pay respect to the Buddha. I like to pay respect to the Dharma. And I like to pay respect to the Sangha. Hello again, everyone. Happy to be here again new opportunity, condition is right, time is permitted, so here I am, able to talk to you again. Hopefully you all had experience or have some kind of knowledge um, regarding uh, visa Day, which happened a couple of days ago, on the full moon. On oh, Vissak uh, month, and that was a celebration about Buddha's birth. I have I have covered that in my uh, earlier um, episode. Also, so if um, any one of you uh, interested in the history of what uh, Visak day is all about, then yeah, it was a special um, episode back to uh, i think in the the uh 15 or 20 years uh episode <coughs> sorry <coughs> so anyway today i wanna just touch on one of the quote that we often um come across um but um, when I was uh, younger, when I came across the quote, I didn't really understand what, the, uh, what it means. The quote is this. "Is that a man who, in this case, man or woman, but, um, you know, because this is a Buddhist quote, and I'm going to tell you why. See, a man who conquered a thousand battles Is not powerful as a man who conquer, who can conquer himself, or for a woman who can conquer herself. Okay, so back when I was much younger, when I hear that quote, you know, I always scratch my head and say, you know, yeah, I understand when a man is powerful, you know, uh, go to war when the when the battles, you know, and stuff like that. You know, um that's powerful, you know, when they conquer um their enemies. And but doesn't matter according to the Buddhist quote, even though you are a man who conquer a thousand battles, that's a lot of battles, a lot of killing, you're still not as powerful as a man who just conquered himself or a woman who just can't conquer herself. And I scratched my head and said, how the heck do you conquer yourself? Is it like, you know, conquering, you know, in my mind, was like, okay, it's like you conquer a mountain, like you climb a mountain or something, but conquer yourself. How does one conquer oneself? You know, I did not understand that half of the quote, you know, until you know i encountered Buddha's teaching and learning what the Buddha taught, then I get to understand, ah, okay, so that's what it means. Right? So this is the Buddha. this is a Buddhist quote. I'm not sure if it's it was the, the Buddha's some um, word, or it came from a a Buddhist emperor called King Ashoka, who uh, he had fought a lot of battles, but at, at, at the end, by the end, and toward the end uh, of a lot of battles, he finally got to understand what uh, life was all about, and so he stopped the fighting and. He finally conquered himself. So I'm not sure. I can't remember whether it was Buddha's who said that or King Ashoka. But I know this is the Buddhist quote. Okay, because there's no there's no other religions um, teach people to conquer himself themselves. Okay, I mean people just people they they try to win things. They win they conquer whatever or they, w- they win anything, it's over somebody else. Okay? But it's not, um, it has nothing to do with oneself. So when to conquer oneself, it has everything to do with Buddha's teaching because that is the core of the teaching, to conquer oneself. Okay? So in that sense for those of you who have followed me who have um, listened through the episodes you know from the beginning up until now I'm sure you have some kind of uh um and un- you have some kind of understanding of what I'm referring to right to say to conquer oneself. What does that mean, right? So, in Buddha, in Buddha's teaching, as we all know, the the Buddha thought about uh, mind, right, which is the main culprit of all the issue of all the thinking of all the uh, problem or. Emotion or whatever that we have, the understanding, you know, whether intellectual understanding or intelligence or our intelligence and or comprehending the, the world and everything else. It has to do with our mind, correct? So that's what the Buddha thought. The Buddha thought about the body, the physical, the form, rupa in Pali language and the mind, right? Nama, the mind. So it's Rupa, Nama, Rupa. Uh, in you know, in the teaching, they, they sort of say it uh, the other, backward, the other way around. They start with Nama, which is you know the mind, and then Rupa, the form. You know, uh, So mind and body. You know, but for us in the Western world, we sort of like flip it around, we say, body and mind so either way it doesn't matter nama rupa or rupa nama right rupa is forms uh, it has to do with physical forms and also non-physical form which is a formation of our uh, of our mind that's also well referred to as some kind of form And then, of course, it's the mind itself, which is called nama. And the mind is comprised of the mind itself as the mind faculties, as we have learned from before. So it's about mind and mind faculties. You see? That's what it comes down to. When one can conserve himself or herself, it means that one gets to understand his or her own mind. Okay. Um, one gets to understand the mind, his or her mind, and the mind faculties. The different ingredients, the different um, uh, ob- objects that goes in together, come together, and uh, voila the mind, who you are as you are, as you know it. So to conquer oneself meaning to understand our own mind, our own mental activities, our own thought, our own emotion, what is going on inside of us. That's what conquer oneself mean. Now, when you use the word conquer, it's like you are winning um, um, against uh, over something, right? But in this sense, conquer oneself meaning you no longer under the control of your own mind. You have won over. The 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 mind itself. So in that sense, it is called awakening. It is called that you are now you become realized of your very own uh, mental activities of your own um, action of your own doing you become aware of it and because of that that's how you become a person who have conquered himself or herself. In other words you no longer under the control of your own mind. Right? So why is it that do we need to understand the, the mind? As we all know, in the Dhammapada, uh, the, the, the Buddha's uttering, and as I have covered before, the mind precedes all things, right? The mind precedes all things, which means our mind arises, and then we have thought, right? And thought, from thought it generates. From thought it generates. I'm, I'm letting you think for yourself, okay? First, you have thought, right? So after thought, what, what is it that you do? Now that you have thought in your head, you're thinking. After that, there's something that happens after that is speech that comes out or some kind of action. Right? So, but everything starts with our own thinking mind, our own thought, right? Our own ideas. So, everything starts with our mind. So that's what it is, conquering our mind, meaning we don't just, uh, we're we, we not just doing whatever we think, okay, we become aware of what we think, we become aware of what, of how we feel, we become aware of our emotion, right, just like uh, towards the, um, toward the end of the last episode. Okay. I'll touch about on the uh the sixth sense, the sense number six. Okay. Sense number six which uh, is called mano in Pali language, okay? Is the 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 king, okay, the 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 one the one god. Gen- that create, that generate, uh, emotion, uh, love, uh, uh hate, uh, f- uh, you know, all kinds of feelings, uh, jealousy, uh, you know, uh, greed, uh, anger, right? It's all created within, uh, six sense, right? Sense number six. The other senses, the other five are just the conduit Okay, the conduit or the conductors, they bring in the information and to the sixth sense, right? And the sixth sense is the one that makes this decision regarding the different emotion that we have. Whether it is a wholesome emotion, wholesome feeling, or unwholesome emotion, Unwholesome feeling or neutral okay but all of that happens within a sixth sense which locates somewhere uh, near or uh, close to our heart okay when we when we have the feeling of love when we have the feeling of anger, when we have the feeling of hatred, okay, when we have this emotion, whatever is sadness, okay, all of those, you feel it where? You feel it in your heart, okay? You feel it in your heart, not in your head, okay? So, that's something you you need to understand. You don't feel sad in your head. Your head does the thinking. Your brain does the thinking. But the feeling that you feel is in your heart. Okay? But your head and your heart, they work together. These two rely on each other. Okay? These two rely on each other. So whatever you feel, whatever uh, emotion that you have, that is generated by the sixth sense, it is created, you know, in layman's term, we say we feel it in our heart. Okay? But in actuality, it's somewhere near our heart. Okay? And it's close enough. And as I mentioned, it's an energy. It's, a, it's energy. It's a form of energy. Okay? All the feeling and the emotion that we have, they all form uh, some kind of form of energy. It's, 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 there's, it's nothing that is fixed that is always there. See? It's an energy that rises and falls. All of our feeling and emotion. It's a form of energy that rises and falls. It's not permanent. Okay, it doesn't stay in there all the time permanently. It is not right, and I'm sure you know that. We are, are feeling our emotion change from from minute to minute, right? From uh, one time you're happy, the next. And just with a snap of a finger, you become angry. One time you' are sad with a snap of a finger, you get okay." right So this is the form of energy, that's our feeling, that's our emotion. And all of that happens in uh, within our heart. let's say, just to make it things easy, easy to to understand. Let's just say okay our sixth sense is in our heart but just keep in mind that it's somewhere you know close to our heart but it's not our heart itself. So all of our feeling, all of our emotion is generated there. Okay? And it's used in our memory. See? When the five senses bring in information. Okay? When the five senses bring in the information, it first contacted the brain. Okay? It triggered it, it contacted the brain for to, to retrieve information. Alright? To see if that experience is uh, already uh registered in our memory. Okay? So let's say if you see somebody's face, whether it's your your kid's face, your spouse or your your car, your house, your ne- whatever, okay when you open your eyes and you see it and right away it do the comparison, it goes into the memory, okay It triggers it, it, it's matching to the memory. You say, oh, is that thing new or something you that you already seen?" Okay, so and then from that, the information is sent to a heart to the sixth sense. Okay, so that and when the information is sent to the sense number six to a heart, to mano, mano make the decision of like, dislike, or neutral. Okay, so that's a natural phenomenon. You don't do anything. Yeah, you know, we think we do the loving, the care. No, it's not. It happens automatically by itself and it happens so fast. You see somebody who you love and all of a sudden you when you turn around you see the pic, you you see the person, you smile, right? And you, you think that you do the smiling. Okay? But the real process is when the eye make the contact, the eye uh, take that information and go into the memory and search in your memory to see if that face is familiar right if you have seen it before. and with that, when you recognize that face, the recognition the, the recognize information is sent to the heart. And at that point, the heart reacts. All right? The sick sense reacts with is certain emotion. If the face is the face of somebody you don't like, a dislike emotion is generated. The heart generates a dislike emotion. All right? If the face of the person is someone who uh, your memory uh, had a, a good memory, then your mind generate a, 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 a joyful feeling, and from there, the mind gen- after the mind generate the feeling. It comes through your face. You see, the mind is the source of everything, precedes all things. So it it, it comes through your face that makes you smile that makes you say good things, right? And that makes you behave or move in a certain way that is pleasant, okay? And, of course, it's the other way around. If you see someone that you, that you did not like before and it registered in your, in your memory, when you see the same uh, figure again, the memory trigger in, right? It's triggered, and the information sent to your sick sense, to Manu. And Manu reacts with a dislike emotion, and it shows. It shows on your face. It shows on to your language. It shows to your body movement. You see? So the heart works with the brain works with a memory right and so that's why for so for people who have uh Parkinson's disease or Alzheimer now once you lose the uh, the connection to the memory people can still see people who have that sickness still can see you right still can hear you smell you or you touch you or whatever but they don't recognize you because they lost contact with the memory you see when you lost contact with the memory there's nothing that there's no information that that is can be sent to the heart that can be sent to the to the and regarding like or dislike or whatever because there's no there is no information available, so it's just whatever see and that's that's one of the reasons uh, one in one of my previous episodes um I talk about who we are in 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 the worldly sense uh, It's pretty much uh, based on memory, so we are literally in in a way is uh, memory okay without memory. We know nothing right if you have, you don't have any memories right now, you don't remember who you are right you don't remember your family, you don't remember where you where you are okay and people don't remember you it, it, It's the same way. so in a way, we are memories. Okay, once memory is gone, you, the, the, the so called you that you identify yourself with, is gone. Right? I have, I have covered that already in my previous episode, that I believe the title is called We Are Memories. Okay, but anyway. So to conquer oneself is that, is that to understand, right? To understand, uh, is to understand our own mind, our own um, mental activity, and that's why it is so important, you know, that we 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 need to to understand this, because most of the people who identify themselves, and there's nothing to blame because. If we don't encounter Buddha's teaching, we would always identify ourselves with our own bodies and with our own way of thinking. And we cling on to our ideas and opinions. And because of that, we have argument and we fight. Okay, because that's who we think we are right that identification of the form and the and mental activity the ideas that's who we think we are okay so because of that that create a lot of uh, issue Right? Because you are maintaining the to the, to the self-I. You're maintaining that uh, the self-I is... Uh, you, you maintain the, the rigidity of the self-I. The I is here. The I is uh, an existing entity. It is occupying here. And it's, and it's like... It's independent. Is something that exists, right so that is totally uh, opposite of what Buddha uh, thought the Buddha thought is again uh, regarding who we are is nama rupa form and mind, and all of these is are uh, just phenomena. They just happen based on condition. You form the body. They function based on proper condition, that you know enable the body to, to, to uh, to to live, right? With proper nutrition, proper food, water, air, and all that. So, you know the body keep functioning, and. When it comes to our mind, the mind comes to be based on different kinds of condition, right? That's why the Buddha always talks about cause and effect, right? And the cause, when the the cause is based is based on condition. Okay, when the condition is right for whatever it is, you know it. It uh, something arises out of that condition. Okay, life on Earth happens because condition is right, because we planet Earth have this uh, life-supporting, uh, you know, mechanism. It has uh, moisture. It has temperature that is uh, suitable for things to grow you know it has nutrients and all that so condition has to be right in order for existence in order uh, to to you know to, in order for us to come to be and it's the same is for our mind our mind comes to be has depending on on right condition if the condition is not there then the mind will not arise okay and as we all know our mind change from one moment to the next so the different kinds of condition is always arising from one moment to the next okay and the conditions we have different kinds of condition to for the mind um, that we experience, condition for our eyes, for condition for our ears, condition for our nose, condition for our taste or our tongue, and condition for our for our physical body, right? The whole s- uh, skin thing from from head to toe. It's all based. They all based on condition and when conditions when any conditions are not met then the mind that is uh, that relies on that particular condition don't don't come up right so it's all condition so for example our mind a mind is based on our senses right our senses are the 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 door right the five senses are the door that uh, are the conduit that carry on information okay and information keeps coming in all the time during a waking moment it comes through the five senses all the time while you're sitting there or while you're standing or, or walking you are uh, absorbing, you are experiencing all the different phenomena all around you and within you okay one amazing creature you are you are experiencing things through your eyes you are experiencing things through your ears your nose your tongues, your skin see you are experiencing all this and all these are changing phenomena all the time right now so they keep changing so in a way what um and an analogy that the buddha used was that the formation of our thought of our mind of our emotion okay so they come to form, they come to be, they rise up right whatever experience that we encounter through our five senses, okay, the sixth sense generate in uh the the emotion, generate the feeling, okay It's just like it, it's a it's a mental form, right in this case, it's not a physical form. Okay, it's a mental form. So, another word, it's just like. In an analogy that Buddha used, it's like a bubble, the water bubble. Okay, um, if you see the bubble, the water bubble, bubble up. Let's say if you if you boil if you boil water, you can see when the when the water boil, there's a bubble coming up, right? And go boom, 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 So, or. If, let's say, if you play the the soap bubble, you blow, you, all right, you blow the air into the, the ring and the soap bubble, you know, come, you know, floating out. So you see bubble, bubble coming up bubble, bubble, bub, 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 and there are small bubbles and there are big bubbles, medium-sized bubbles, right? And bubbles come up and the bubble burst. Boom gone. And more bubbles come up and the bubbles burst. Okay? So that is the analogy that the Buddha used. The Buddha used that uh, everything is just like bubbles that pop, pop up and that pop up and then pop out. Boom! Our mind, our emotion is the same way. Whatever we experience, it comes in it triggers our emotion. Now, it, the, mood, the the heart generates a form or a bubble, a form of emotion, right? A bubble of emotion that arises, be it a joyful bubble, a happy bubble, a sad bubble, an angry bubble, a jealous bubble, a lazy bubble, a worry bubble, okay? Whatever it is, they are bubbles, okay? So they keep bubbling up from our own sixth sense, Mano, okay? It generates bubbles constantly based on whatever we encounter, okay? So bubbles keep coming up, bubble and bubble, and then the bubble don't stay, okay? The bubble come up and the bubble bursts, and then new bubble will arise, that is exactly the same as how our mind works. Our minds change from one moment to the next. It keeps you know bubbling up and then poof gone. Bubbling up and then poof gone. Alright? There is no such a thing as a permanent bubble that doesn't burst. Okay? It's always coming up and then poof gone. Okay? So and we go one step further, so that's the mind. The mind comes, and the mind boom, burst, bubble, gone, so our mind change our emotion change, our feeling change from one moment to the next, okay now, the problem that we have, especially people with the uh, um chronic issue, okay, people with depression and sadness, they keep. They try keeping hold on, cling on to the bubble that already burst. Okay, and they keep saying why, why did the why did the bubble burst, why did that happen? Okay, that should not happen to me. Why am I why this happened and why that happened? Why why why? In other words, it's a clinging on trying to cling on to something that they cannot cling on to. So when, when a person tries to cling on to something that they cannot cling on to, they have a lot of problems. They have an issue in their life. Okay? Whatever happened, they cannot let go. And, and look at things in the present moment. Instead, they try to cling on to, to hold on to what already happened in the past. So when you try to, when one tries to hold on to something that's already burst, that's gone, it's not possible. And that's why it causes suffering. See? And the person, whoever the person is, get lost in their own world of emotion trying to hold on to the past or they lost in their own ideas their own emotion of clinging on or of, of, of worrying of thinking about something that has not happened yet it's a bubble of the future worry okay so, what they're not aware of is that those are just bubble, emotional bubble that come and then it will burst. So, for example, you worry about something, your job, especially right now when a lot of companies are laying off people. I know the, the, the job safety is on a lot of people's minds, so people are uh, worried. Right, and so, because of that they the, the 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 mind keeps thinking about it, okay, the mind keeps thinking and because the mind clinging on to something that has not happened yet, okay, the mind cannot let go of what is not there, what is there is that the they cannot concentrate in the with the present moment but the mind keep thinking, keep imagining of what could be in the future. Okay, so the bubble of worry arise and the the the, the when the negative um, emotion arise and keep arising and the mind see the just like I said the 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 heart generate the feeling and the emotion right so the, the feeling of worry okay so when the mind when the mind generate the feeling of worry the insecurity it send a signal to the brain now the brain does the thinking okay so you see the the tie between the two so the brain do does the thinking uh, uh, and it produce some kind of uh snowball effect okay it keeps thinking so it takes order from the heart okay the brain takes order from the heart and think about what if okay think about what if and the and because of that the brain after the brain think of something the brain send the information back to the heart and now the heart get the intake, get get the information, and generate additional feeling. It generates additional emotion. So it's it's a loop. It's a it's a back feed loop, feedback and forth, back and forth between the emotional heart and the thinking brain. You see? And this is the loop, whether it is a loop of uh, uh, positive or negative, it's a loop. And that's the loop that we need to become aware of. Because that loop either brings you, keep you in the past, okay, about sadness, about anger, uh, hatred, or whatever. Or that loop keeps you thinking about the future. What if this happened? What if that happened? And things like that, all of that, okay? So the loop do not give you the present moment, okay? Now you're in a, in a different realm of the present moment where you are supposed to be at. Where you're supposed to be at with yourself. But your mind takes you away from yourself by the feedback loop that the the the, the, the heart is doing is generating the different the feeling emotion that keeps you know bubbling up bubbling up and then burst. And then go away, and then bubbling up. What we are not aware of is that this is the product of the emotional mind. You see, this is the product of the emotional mind. The same thing. What I want to say also. Let's say you love somebody. It's also the same thing. You got, you get caught up in the loop. Also, you keep thinking of the person right, over and over and over again, all right, and it fits, and the, the, the idea, the thinking, you know, fits back to the heart, and let's say if you fall in love with someone, or you think of some, of, of a beautiful thing, of, of what things that you want to do, or you want to uh, say or something to the other person, and with that emotion, you give to the, the brain, the brain think about what to do and then it feeds back to the heart, now you caught in the loop. Okay? Now hatred, the same thing. Okay? When you hate somebody you want to do harm to some to that person, so your your heart sends the emotion. You know generate the hatred emotion. And when that hatred emotion arise, send the information to the brain. Now the brain thinking about how to harm the person how the other ar- to harm the other person, how to destroy the person and keep thinking and it send the information back to the heart and oh it's a virtuous cycle. Okay? See all that cycle? It's bubble. The bubble come boom, and then one more bubble come boom, And it can build up on each other. All of this bubble. It it keeps bubbling up, bubble, bubble. See, what we are not aware of, well, that's why we study Buddha's teaching. Buddha's teaching is, teach us to become aware of all these bubbling, bubble, uh, mental bubbles that we have. Okay? The mental bubbles that we have. And we hold on to. Because, we're not aware that all these bubbles uh, c- comes and go. They rise and they burst. Boop, gone. All of the uh, emotions that we have, okay, come, go, come and go. And even our body, the body that we love to identify ourselves with, is also a bubble. Okay, this bubble may last 100 years the most, All right? For a lot of people, the bubble lasts 80 years, All right? And there small bubble who only lasts 10 or 20 years. It's a bubble. At one time, the bubble will burst. At one time, the, bub- the, the body will stop working. It will break down see a body is also a form of bubble but it is a a a physical bubble you know uh, it's a bubble that you can you can touch you can see it's, it's not the same way as the bubble as a mental bubble that you cannot see but you know what that bubble is it's the emotion that we experience that it rises and falls all the time. You see? So these bubbles are the things that the Buddha said. When you try to hold on to bubbles that will always burst, you will always live in misery. See? That is the truth that we have to realize and stop clinging on to the bubbles. And instead, now, we are not stopping the bubble from bursting, right, or from from rising. We're not doing that either because that is the natural phenomenon. We have feelings. We don't go to suppress the feeling. See that's one thing that a lot of people misunderstand. To control oneself is to suppress our feeling, to suppress our emotion. That's not what the Buddha thought. The Buddha never thought of feeling suppression. To control our suppression, our emotion. No. Okay? We you know we don't go to meditate just in order to... I know there are people who go to meditate. You try to control their mind. Uh, that's the wrong approach of meditation. You don't meditate to control the mind. You meditate to understand the mind. To understand the emotion. Okay? To become friends with with your own self, with your own emotion. Meaning... To understand what the mind is doing. Okay? Once you become friends with your own mind, meaning, once you understand that this mind here is a natural phenomenon, okay? It rises and falls, and it has emotion, okay? It has emotion, happy emotion, sad emotion, joy, um, anxiety, sad, worry. When you start to see that these are just emotions that the natural mind is supposed to be doing. Okay? That is the way it is that's what the mind does that's what the sixth sense does okay that's all you have to do becoming realize that is the natural phenomenon of the human mind the human mind has wholesome and unwholesome activities and The bubble comes alternately between wholesome and unwholesome and sometimes equanimous. But nothing remains. Everything changes. Okay? It's changing. So, when you realize that, you let it go. You let it be. No more clinging. You see? You said, oh, when a happy emotion arrives, you become aware. You say, okay, just happy. Happiness arrives. Okay, that's fine. That is part of nature. Okay? When anger arises, you see, ah, see, anger is arising. That is part of nature. But all you do is observe, but you're not reacting. Okay, you're not reacting. Because you know an unawakened mind you react, But now you become aware of the mental activity of, the, of your own mind you can see when the mind is upset you say oh the mind is upset and you observe it that bubble will burst it doesn't stay upset forever it doesn't stay angry forever you observe it and before you know it that that emotion that feeling is gone and this a new emotion arises Okay, new bubbles arise. This is the practice is to observe our own mind, observe our emo- our own emotion. Before before we can when we are not aware of this phenomenon in within ourselves, we usually we go with the flow right we go with whatever the emotion that our sixth sense create we're angry we say i am angry you see we're happy we say i am happy there's an i i am depressed i am anxious I am shy. I am worried. There's an I everywhere. You see? But once you become realized through this mental phenomenon that is happening all the time, bubble rise and bubble burst, mental bubble rising and falling, You just observe and see how long it goes, and then it bursts. After a while, you will become automatically without trying. Okay? When you observe this, you don't have to try. You don't have to, to force yourself or control to do anything. You just observe it. You know it. Okay. After a while, peace will settle in by itself. You don't have to do anything. Okay. This is the next level that you will experience once you become detached to the different feeling and emotion. Now, is that easy to do? It's not. It's not. But that is what we need to figure out. Okay? Now, we all know that as human beings, we do things unless it's beneficial to us otherwise We won't move a finger. So it is something for you, you, and you only to figure out. Okay, Buddha's teaching, whoever teaching, okay, is lesson, is pointers. Okay, but who's doing the cleaning? Who's doing the changing? The Buddha cannot do the changing for you. The Buddha points you the way. Okay? I carry the message. But you are the one who makes the change. And it, the change is within you. Right? So in order for you to make the change, of course, you would have to come to some kind of realization that uh, it is beneficial. You have to come to some kind of realization that, hey, you know, I've been through a lot. The emotion, uh, whatever, breakups, uh, my mind seemed to be all over the place. Heartache, headache, and all that, what's going on. It is because we, because we have been living with our own bubble, with our own feeling, with our own emotion, our own mental activities. That we think who we are, with these emotion and with this body the way we identify ourselves, how we cling on to our way of thinking, our ideas, how we cling on to our physical body. If it's been working for you, then keep going. Okay? The Buddha does not want to distract you from your happiness. If you're happy with what you experience, your life experience, whatever. You, you have a good, you're in a good situation, good condition. You have no problem. You know, good for you. But, you know, for all human beings, problems will arise sometime in their life. Okay? Sooner or later. And that is not a wish. That is the truth for everybody okay it will happen so it's better off to understand what your mind is doing instead of not knowing so that's why it's important to understand what this is all about okay so I'm gonna part with you part from you with this Until next time, until next opportunity, when condition is right, we'll meet again. Namaste.